Yavamos Perk Yud Mishnahei ten five. This Mishnah is kind of similar to the previous. Um, it's very tricky to get your head around it without a simple diagram. With a simple diagram, it's really simple. So if you have a diagram in your Mishnahis, that's the way to go. If not, I suggest you kind of draw one out to get your head around what's going on over here. Um, the basic premise of the Mishnah is as follows: One is forbidden to marry his wife's sister while his wife is alive. That's old news to us. The basic point of our Mishnah here is that the definition of one's wife's sister includes a half-sister, meaning if one's wife shares either a common mother or a common father with another woman, so that other woman is uh, forbidden to marry his half-sister's husband all the while that the half-sister is still alive, even after a divorce. So our mission is simply going to illustrate that point. With the scenario kind of like the previous Mishnayas. Um, I think the diagram that floats around, which is, which is a useful one, is um, essentially we're going to have five women, each of whom are like half-sisters in a chain. But they're not necessarily all half-sisters with each other. So what that means is you have six parents in total. You have mother one and father one, mother two and father two, and mother three and father three. Okay, those the six people. So what happens is first mother one and father one have a child, We'll call that child girl A. And then, um, let's say they split up, and then that father one marries woman two, and they have a child. We'll call that child B. So so since girl B has the same father as girl A, so they are half-sisters, and you, one couldn't marry both of them in their same lifetimes. Um, then you have... Another father, we'll call him Father Two, who marries later on. He marries, you know, woman one. Excuse me, woman two. So now, let's say for example, woman two who would marry into woman to Father One. Let's say Father One dies, whatever it is. So now, woman two marries Father Two, and they have a child. That'll be child. We'll call her Girl C. So Girl C actually has totally. She's a half sister with Girl B. But she is utterly unrelated to girl A. Because again, it was mother one and father one who had A, and mother two and father two who had C. So they're unrelated. There are no overlapping parents. Um, in the case of the Mishnah, we actually then have that this father two marries a woman, we'll call her mother three, and they have a child, child D, and then this woman three marries man three, they have a child, we'll call that child daughter E. And again, daughter E is half-sisters with D, but has no relationship at all to C or A, because it's woman, man and woman 1 have child A, man and woman 2 have child C, and man and woman 3 have child E. It's just those other two, um, there are two other like half-sisters, which are half-sisters in all directions. Okay, so again, if you see it on a piece of paper, it's really straightforward, or map it on your head, it's straightforward. Once you have that clear, the point will be that a man would be allowed, therefore, if he married woman A, he could also marry woman C and woman E, since they're not sisters. But if a man married woman A, he could never marry woman B during A's lifetime, because A and B are half-sisters. Um, and if he then could marry C, he marries A and C, he couldn't marry woman D either, because D is a half-sister with C. And he couldn't, but he could marry woman E because woman E is unrelated to C and unrelated to A. That means a person could be married to either A, C, and E, or a person could be married to B and D, because B and D are half-sisters with A, C, and E. 
Okay, so you have those are the two options. And that's the whole story of the Mishnah conceptually. Um, the words of the Mishnah are, are utterly different, but that's the idea of the Mishnah. So here goes inside. The Mishnah says, so a man, you have a man who starts out, he's married to Miss to girl A. And Amrlo Mesa Ishtacha. They tell him, you know, your wife died. So now since A is dead, she has a half-sister, girl B. Vanasa Chosa Mavia. He marries that half-sister through her father. And then Mesa, they report that girl B died. Vanasa Chosa Meima. He marries girl C, who has a common mother with girl B. But she's dead, so it's okay. And then Mesa, they tell him that girl C died. So Vanasa Chosa Mavia. She, he marries girl D, who's a half-sister with C, um, through the father, but unrelated to B, etc. And Mesa, if they then report to him that girl D died, and then he marries girl E, who's a half-sister to D through the mother. Uh-oh, turns out that all five of the women actually were alive. So when he married each of them, so that was a bit of a mess. So what happens? So the long story short will be, first of all, Mutter Berishona, his original wife A, stays permitted to him. And more than that, Bishlishis Uvachamishis, also the thir- woman C and E, the third and fifth marriages, if will, if you will, are also legitimate. He can stay married to those also, since A, C, and E have no relationship with one or the other. Um, more than that, if he then would die... Reuven, the husband, dies, leaving these three women, A, C, and E, all. They all fall to Yibum, but they're all co-wives, legitimate co-wives. And therefore, Potros, Sarosehen, if Shimon, the brother, the surviving brother, does Yibum or Chalitza with either girl A or girl C or girl E, the other two are free to go. Penuil Meshuk, they can marry whoever they want. Va'asr Bishniu Vervias, on the flip side, if he marries A, he can't marry B, because they're half-sisters. If he marries C, he can't marry D because they're half-sisters. So that means B and D remain forbidden to him. And therefore, if Reuven dies childless and Shimon the brother tries to do sleeping with girls B or D, that does no one any favors because those aren't his wives and are related and therefore it doesn't do anything. Still, A, C, and E need to, one of them have to do Yibum or Chalitza. Vimbala Shnia. Sorry, now, period. New paragraph. Now, if it turns out that really girl A really had died, so the story before was none of them had died, here we're saying he was married to girl A, and then the report comes that A had died, and let's say it's true, and he married, therefore he married girl B, who's A's half-sister, and then he married C, D, and E. So it turns out that girl B is his legitimate wife, C can't be his wife because she's a half-sister, D could be his wife because they're unrelated to B, and E can't be his wife because she's a half-sister, to D. And therefore you'll have two wives, B and D, and two mistakes, C and E, and one dead wife, A. So that's what the situation is. Vimbala Shnia, if he goes and marries a second woman, La'achar Misa Sarishona, after A in fact really did die, then Mutter Bishnia Uravias, if the story is again the story that he got four false reports that girls B, C, D, and E in series had died, and he married all of them one after the other, so then he can stay married to the girl number B, because the half-sister died already. And he can stay married to girl number D because she's related to B, but not to C or E because they are half-sisters and they're forbidden to B and D. Upotra Sarosayan, here the situation is that sleeping with, you know, doing even with B would resolve D's Zika and vice versa. 
he certainly cannot stay married to uh, girl C or girl E, three and five, because they're half they're half sisters, meaning halachic sisters. Achos Ishto, they're his wife's sisters, and they're forbidden to him all the while that they're alive. And if Reuven dies, leaving, you know, and, and Shimon the brother tries to do Yibim or Chalitza for that matter with uh, girl C or E, again, does no one any favors, nothing helps, still B or D need Chalitza or Yibim.